Hello, friends. I'm Pastor Pitts Evans. Welcome to the Whole Word Podcast. Let's get right to the Word of God. This next chapter is one of the saddest and most significant in all of Israel's history. This chapter I'm about to read tells the story of the spies being sent out into the Promised Land for 40 days to check out the Promised Land, and then the fact of their um, return with the report that they gave, and some of you may be aware of the fact that the report they gave was that the land was indeed beautiful and wonderful and full of milk and honey as the Lord had described it, but it was controlled by people that they considered to be giants. And so the collective report of the spies was that the land was great, but there was no way they could go in there and win because the people currently occupying the land were too powerful for them. There were two people in opposition to this report among the spies, Caleb from the tribe of Judah, and of course Joshua, the son of Nun, who had been Moses' aide-de-camp for a long time, was also of a a different opinion. But among the spies, uh, the collective report was not good. So let's read now Numbers chapter 13. The Lord said to Moses, Send some of the men to explore the land of Canaan, which I'm giving to the Israelites. From each ancestral tribe, send one of its leaders. So at the Lord's command, Moses sent them out from the desert of Paran. All of them were leaders of the Israelites. These are their names. From the tribe of Reuben, Shamua. From the tribe of Simeon, Shephat. From the tribe of Judah, Caleb. From the tribe of Issachar, Egal. From the tribe of Ephraim, Hoshea. From the tribe of Benjamin, Palti, from the tribe of Zebulun, Gadiel, from the tribe of Manasseh, which is a tribe of Joseph, Gadai, from the tribe of Dan, Amiel, from the tribe of Asher, Shether, from the tribe of Nephtali, Nabi, and from the tribe of Gad, Geuel. These are the names of the men Moses sent to explore the land. Moses gave Hoshea, son of Nun, the name Joshua. So Hoshea was one of the spies who went representing Ephraim. When Moses sent them to explore Canaan, he said, Go up through the Negev and on to the hill country. See what the land is like and whether the people who live there are strong or weak, few or many. What kind of land do they live in? Is it good or bad? What kind of towns do they live in? Are they unwalled or fortified? How is the soil? Is it fertile or poor? Are there trees in it or not? Do your best to bring back some of the fruit of the land. It was the season for the first ripe grapes. So they went up and explored the land from the desert of Zin as far as Rehob toward Labo Hamath. Then they went up through the Negev and came to Hebron, where Ahaman, Shishai, and Talmai, the descendants of Anak, lived. Hebron had been built seven years before Zon in Egypt. When they reached the valley of Eshkol, they cut off a branch bearing a single cluster of grapes. Two of them carried it on a pole between them, along with some pomegranates and figs. That place was called the Valley of Eshkol because of the cluster of grapes the Israelites had cut off there. At the end of forty days, they returned from exploring the land. They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. 
There they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed them the fruit of the land. They gave Moses this account. We went into the land which you sent us, and it does flow with milk and honey, and here is its fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw descendants of Anak there. The Amalekites live in the Negev, the Hittites, Jebusites, and Amorites live in the hill country, and the Canaanites live near the sea along the Jordan. Then Caleb silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. But the men who had gone up with him said, We can't attack those people. They're stronger than we are. And they spread among the Israelites a bad report about the land they had explored. They said, The land we explored devours those living in it. All of the people we saw there are of great size. We saw the Nephilim there, the descendants of Anak come from the Nephilim. We seemed like grasshoppers in our own eyes, and we looked the same to them. And so this report was obviously a mixed report. Uh, The land was great, the fruit was great, the trees were wonderful, all of that was good. But there was a problem because there was some very ferocious tribes and groups of people that were currently occupying the land that had been promised to them. So let's just back up. In verse 1, the Lord said to Moses, send out some men to explore Canaan that I'm giving to the Israelites. And so each tribe was told that they were to get a representative, and um, all of them were selected, including Caleb and Joshua. Joshua was referred to as Hosea in verse 8, and uh, the two of them went out. And at the end of 40 days, they returned from exploring the land. In verse 26, They came back to Moses and Aaron and the whole Israelite community at Kadesh in the desert of Paran. And there they reported to them and to the whole assembly and showed the fruit which they had. And of course the fruit was this one bunch of grapes took two men to carry it. And they had um, uh, pomegranates and other fruit as well. They gave Moses this account. When we went into the land which you sent us, it does indeed flow with milk and honey. Here's the fruit. But the people who live there are powerful, and the cities are fortified and very large. We even saw the descendants of Anak there. Now, Anak was a giant. The descendants of Anak were giants. The Nephilim were giants. These were the people in this time and before that were living in that area that were considered to be giants. Goliath was one of the descendants of this group. And so the Amalekites were there, the Hittites were there, the Jebusites were there. The Amorites were there, and the Canaanites were there, along with these giants. And so they were essentially saying, hey, Moses, you said this land was ours, but there's a problem. Somebody's already got the land. Now, that was a surprise to them, but of course, it wasn't a surprise to the Lord. When the Lord says, I've given you this land, in the Lord's mind, it was an established fact that they had already conquered the residents there that had rebelled against God and had fallen into disfavor with the God of Israel. And so the Lord was going to displace them with the Jews into the promised land. But the spies didn't see the the opposition with eyes of faith. All they saw was the problems. Caleb, of course, stood up in verse 30. He silenced the people before Moses and said, We should go on up and take possession of the land, for we can certainly do it. So Caleb spoke out loudly on behalf of faith and on behalf of the Lord and Um, if you will, on behalf of the position Moses had taken, that that's our land. 
But the men who had gone up with him said, we can't do it. The people there are stronger than we are. Uh, we look like grasshoppers in their eyes. And, and they continued to spread a bad report among the people. Friends, this is a very, very sad situation. Because once again, the Lord had promised this land to them. Twelve spies were chosen to go and look at the land. And rather than see the glass half full with all of the great things that they saw, they decided to emphasize the glass being half empty by saying that there was opposition living there. And that if we go in there, we're going to have to fight. And the people that we have to fight are tough. Friends, this started a cycle for the Jewish people, this uh, this 40-day um, expiration of the Promised Land, followed by the bad report, is going to result in 40 years of judgment because of their unbelief, because of their lack of faith. Because in the eyes of the Lord, they could do this. In the eyes of Caleb and the eyes of Joshua, they could do this. This was their land. With God's help, they could take it. But in the eyes that were seeing these things um, without faith, all they could see was the opposition. All they could see was the problems. So perhaps today you're looking at life through the lens of the problems, not through the lens of, but God is with me, but God can get me through this. And so I want to pray for you and pray for myself. Lord, may we see our situations with the eyes of faith in the same way that Caleb saw this situation. Yes, Lord, we acknowledge the problems, but because you're with us, we can do this. Lord, help us in the trials and tribulations and troubles that we struggle with this very day. Lord, with the opposition that is in front of us that seems so insurmountable in the natural, Lord, help faith rise up in our hearts. Remind us that with God, nothing is impossible. We love you, Lord. We count on you now. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Whole Word. It was brought to you by Whole Word Fellowship and the Northern Virginia House of Prayer. If you were encouraged, please share our podcast with your friends. We'd also appreciate it if you'd hit subscribe in your favorite podcast app and take a few moments to write a review. If you'd like more information on our church and our ministry, you can go to wholeword.net or wholewordpodcast.com for more information. Thank you again, and may the Lord Jesus bless you today and always.